You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Hey, 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 welcome back to the newest and latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so excited that you are tuning in to our brand new episode today uh, from your car, if you're at work or at the house. We just want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in to our latest episode. Like always, we want to remind you to hit that subscribe button. Um, you know, so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. It does help put our podcast in front of more people. Eddie, how are you feeling today? Today, we're feeling great, excited, and just overall just busy. You know, I think the January and February, even the beginning of March is usually a little slow. Everybody's getting out of that winter funk. Uh, but then, you know, Resurrection Sunday is around the corner. Then is Mother's Day. Then is Father's Day. Then is like VBS. It's like all the events uh, start to like come up. So all the planning that goes into all of those things are already in gear. So it's a lot of running around and uh, man, uh, managing a whole bunch of different things at the same time. But overall, being busy, especially in the things of the Lord, is always great. How is everything over in your end? Yeah, I mean, I definitely can relate to what you're saying. Um, you know, we're always busy doing something. We're very involved in our church. We're yeah. very involved, obviously, in our families and we have jobs and all these different things. Uh, but again, we we make it work. We try our best. And some <laughs> days when we don't get it right, we wake up the next day and, you know, we try again. Try again. And, yep. um, you know, that's just, just the way it goes. And recently I just found out and I was so shocked when I found <laughs> this out that you are a junior. Yeah. I had no idea. And we've been friends for like a a long time. Yeah. I don't, 10 plus. I think yeah. over 10 years. Yeah, and yeah. I never knew that you are junior. Yeah, Explain, I think, please. I think it's it's weird because you're Miguel Pagan Jr. at the end. Right. Uh, but for me, it's Eddie Jr. Garcia. So it's like weird. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know what my mom was thinking. Uh, <laughs> when they put it that way. And then on top of that, you're like JR at the end of your name. Right. Um, for me, no, it's the word is spelled out. J-U-N-I-O-R. Uh, <laughs> so it's like a weird junior. So it's like, yeah, we're junior, but in like a weird way. Um, right. You know, so yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things. I mean, my do. my dad's name is Junior. I, um, you know, Miguel. So I'm a junior, and um, that having that Junior at the end of my name, man. I mean, I really don't mind being named after my dad and that whole situation, <laughs> but the Junior kills me, right? Uh, when it comes to like mail, I'll get yeah. his mail. He'll get my mail. When it comes to like certain accounts or things that we sign up for, like they're always mixing up our names. You mm-hmm. know, um, you know, it's just something that through the years it just especially now as in you know being married and you know on my own and doing these different things and signing up for things and all these uh you know things it's like we're constantly getting mixed up uh you know it's just something that i'm always like man i have to put junior at the end of my name like i have to put it just so you know we're not getting mixed up so everybody knows like you know uh the difference but yeah i mean i did not know that you were a junior so that was uh pretty surprising yeah and i think it's something i don't know it's one of those things that doesn't really come up especially when the middle name isn't a cool name you know usually if you have a cool uh middle name or you have a no offense to the juniors out there i feel like i just like slammed them (laughs) (laughs) 
but like if my name was something else or a lot of times in latin culture we have that they actually call you by your middle name so you you know your middle name is the name that the family knows you by and then everybody else knows you by your first name uh but for me nobody ever called me that so it was like it was never something that i thought to share with people but you learn something new every every day you learn something new even after 10 plus years yes, of friendship yes that is that is true uh today we are so excited because we have another uh special guest with us and yes. uh you know we're excited to get into this conversation we're excited to uh, you know bring him on and um we're just very excited uh to introduce to the god life culture podcast LaShawn brown jr Woo. LaShawn, can Yo. you please say hello to our listeners what's up everybody i'm glad to be a part um and just yeah just talk conversate and um yeah, man, growing Christ. I'm excited to be here, y'all. Like for real, for real. <laughs> yes, thank you for joining us. And you know, yeah. as always, we like to give our guests the opportunity to just share very quickly who they are to our listeners who may not be familiar with them. So, who is Lashawn Brown? Man, uh, I'm Lashawn Brown Jr. Uh, born and raised Chicago, Illinois. I am a recording artist, um, and I love Jesus. I lead worship. Um, real quick, I lead worship at a Living Word Christian Center nice. under Dr. Bill Winston. So, yeah, man, it's just it's been a journey, uh, and my journey is really just to make Jesus' name famous, uh, spread Christ all around the world, um, and my way is through music. So, <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna definitely jump into all of that. But in the beginning yeah. of the conversation, we were talking about the whole junior thing, and you made it clear. I missed it. I said, "Who is Lashawn <laughs> Brown?" You said, "Lashawn <laughs> Brown Junior is." <laughs> How, what is your what is your relationship with the junior part of your name? Like like me, it's not even something that I think yeah. about. Where with Miguel, <laughs> it's something that he constantly has to be keeping an eye out for. Right. Uh, honestly, bro, I think it's just based upon me getting mixed up with my dad off, over the years, bro. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I for the longest I told my wife I said I, I want to name my child after me, but I I, I think I want to change that, bro. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's so tough, man. Because it's like, man. Um, especially in the corporate world and, you know, when it comes down to, you know, different things, my name has gotten mixed up with my dad. So it's like I emphasize it now off habit. Like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the junior. I'm not I'm not the, the senior. So, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel your pain, man. I get it. I completely get it. Uh, you recently uh, released a new project titled Love, mm -hmm. and we want to get right into this. Uh, yeah. I, I believe you released it on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing it and, and checking it out. Uh, you know, there's so many thoughts and there's, you know, a lot of, I guess, the creative process when you're putting together a project as far as what you're going to call a project. And yeah. I definitely, you know, I know you released it on Valentine's Day, but why did you decide to go with that one word, love, as your title? Well, one, love is the greatest word, bro. You know, it's it's, it's the literally what we see it, you know, as we read the word. I mean, read, yeah, read the word of God, bro. We just I just see love all throughout the whole Bible. You know what I'm saying? From be from the beginning all the way to the end. And even the greatest story about Jesus and how he came and gave his life through love, you know. Um, so I, I figured, you know, every Valentine's Day we see people release love music dedicated towards their wives and, you know, uh, towards their significant other. Um, but I was like, man, I wanted to really put the light on Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You know, put the light on on God uh, this Valentine's Day. So that was my, my main goal, man, which is just to highlight God, you know what I'm saying, where where people are, are highlighting other things, you know, candy, uh, going out on dates, and it was just cool. You know, I'm married. I love my wife. 
But I, I right, told her, right. I said, Bay, this year, you know, I, I really want to release something that's going to highlight Jesus this year and, you know, tell the story of how he came and died for my sins. You know, I wouldn't yeah. be able to even be married to you if it wasn't for him, you know what I'm saying? Giving his life out of love for me. So, yeah, yeah man. I mean, and, and listening to the project, I mean, the songs were great. And I know you, um, you know, you release videos along with them as well and, yeah. you know, performances like that. Uh, but, you know, these two tracks, I believe it's two tracks on this EP mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, have a unique sound. And, you know, as I was listening, I was wondering what kind of inspired you or pushed you to go with this direction as far as the sound of, you know, what it would sound like, because there's a very like specific sound and I, and, you know, something that seems like pretty intentional there. So what inspired that sound? Yeah, well, one of my biggest things, man, is um, even away from even just the love EP is I want to create my own lane. You know, for for the longest I've grew, I've grown up and I've just heard music differently, bro. Like literally the way I hear worship and all these other different types of things, I, I just I just hear it in such a different way. And for the longest I was running from it, bro. I was just like, man, you know, I, I, this doesn't sound like what's on the radio. This doesn't sound like what I hear in church. And God was like, I've what God reminded me was of younger. He said, I, I've given you the sound of the future. Is what God told me wow. at, a, at a young age. And so uh, with this sound, I, I really want to just tell not only the church, but the world that God is not confined to a box. But literally, if, if I have a song with an 808, if I have a song with uh, a quote unquote, as they call it, a, a bop, if I have a song that's, that's considered right. a bop, you know what I'm saying? That God can still get the glory and it's still worship in it, you know what I'm saying? And whatever. It, at the end of the day, it's about the heart behind what we're doing you know what i'm saying so that was really uh where the sound really was birthed from was really just me stepping out and what god has put inside of me man i I literally hear things so differently man and like i said i ran from it for the longest but i told god i won't be like the ones with the talents why bury it you know what i'm saying but i will be one who will literally steward what he has given me and push it out so yeah yeah. And I mean, sometimes it takes that risk that you take to trust God that what he's given you mm-hmm. is enough and what he's given you is uniquely yours. Right. I think yeah. it's easy to kind of fall into the trap of trying to copy someone else or someone else's sound and, yep. you know, what someone else is doing to be successful. Right. They released mm-hmm. a, you know, a song like this and, you know, people loved it. So I guess I should do that. Um, you know, and one of the things I really liked, you know, when listening to these two tracks and also, you know, watching the videos is the quality of the sound behind it. Right. Yeah. And I think oftentimes, uh, you know, unfortunately, right, when you're a Christian artist, when you're a Christian independent artist and you're doing this on your own and you don't have a huge label or, you know, a huge budget, sometimes it can come across as cheesy. Right. And sometimes, you know, we get that reputation uh, from the outside of like, you know, the Christian stuff or, you know, the gospel stuff. It it doesn't sound as good or it doesn't you know, it's not the bop, like you said. Right. But listening to, you know, these songs and and, you know, the message behind it, you know, there's definitely quality there. And it, you know, uh, it it, it sounds awesome. So, you know, that that was great. Man, I appreciate that, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm really big on quality. Um, for one, uh, I this which is crazy is I, I didn't even want to be an artist, man. I, I didn't. I didn't want to be in the forefront. I actually went to school to be an audio engineer because um, I wanted to, you know, be in the background doing music. I love music, but I didn't want to be on stage or none of that. So uh, the quality aspect as far as mixing and, and everything is, is definitely huge for me. And I just want to represent God on, on another level and to prove to people that when you're you know, and, and, and covenant with God. And when you're doing what God has called you to do, 
he would provide the resources, you know what I'm saying, to put out quality things and, and stuff like that. So yeah. I hope I'm not, yeah, I hope I'm not talking too much, bro. No, absolutely. No, go <laughs> okay. ahead. Go ahead. It's all great stuff. And it's it's at the end of the day, we're having a conversation yeah. about your life, about how God works in us and through our gifts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you you have uh, from the little bit that you said so far, you have so much to offer as it is. And something else that I found out about you is that you are a songwriter, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, and I think that as creatives, you know, we're always looking for opportunities in, you know, how to express our creativeness, um, you know, and especially when we're trying to carve our own way and be different um, and, you know, do what God has called us to do and what we feel like our calling is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now the creative process that comes behind writing, I'm pretty sure has its frustrations at times, um, but also (laughs) has its satisfying moments. So can you talk to us a little bit about those two things, like the frustrating part of songwriting but then right you know when you get those nuggets of uh songwriting as well yeah so i, I think for me as far as I start so one starting off with the frustration is um it's really trying to write from a place that's not common i think for me that that's my biggest thing is uh trying not to use the, the same words you know as everybody mm-hmm. else try not to um use the same cadences as everyone else but really just trying to um be different and be um distinctive in my sound um and as i i know many writers even if you're listening now we all have writer's block you know what i'm saying where we go through moments where where we'll sit down or i have moments where i sit down and i'm trying to write a song and it's just blank um so what i figured uh where i figured out for me is i'm a melody guy so most of the times i may start off with melodies first um that that seems to help me first uh, where I, I sit down to a song or to a beat or music, whatever it is that God has given me. And um, God just gives me melodies, melodies all day. Like literally like today, I just, I hum melodies into my phone, uh, my voice my voice uh, memo. And then that's when I start writing um, after I have the melodies. And also too is uh, for me is writing from the word. I feel like we don't, we don't take advantage of, you know, the literature that we have in the Bible and, just writing from Psalms and just different things like that. It's been many times where I'll um, have writer's block and literally got to lay it on my heart to get in my word. And after spending time and getting revelation of from the Holy Spirit and the word, songs just pop up into my heart, you know what I'm saying? Because it's a thing of me uh, experiencing something. Now I'm able to write from that place of, of experience, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what I would say, man. Now, I, I as I relate with you when you were like, sometimes you just have to like hum the melody into your, your voice memo notes and all of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which is something that a lot of us have to do, which is like you have to catch it in the moment because you'll forget it, whether it's a melody or you're putting together a sermon or a class or yeah. an, an event where you're like, man, I got to write this down because if I don't, it's yeah. going to slip. And it, it's so much, it, then it's so much that it's that much more harder it's to then gone, try to man. get that again. And yeah. sometimes you don't, sometimes it's, you missed it. And it's like, oh man, yeah. that, that is definitely a frustrating but you know one of the things that i also like aside from the way that um god works through you through your melodies and how you definitely try you know and you are maintaining a unique 
um, perspective and way of bringing um, this gift to everybody so that they can also mm-hmm. partake of it is, you know, when I when I was listening to Change Me, um, which is mm-hmm. your album from last year, from 2020, but you also have a, a track called Change Me. Yeah. You know, and you speak about the, the, the things uh, that people deal with, their personal struggles, their sins and wanting to be changed and be better. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are times where as Christians, um, we lose the sense of being real <laughs> sometimes yeah, yeah. Um, where everybody wants to like always give a persona of, you know, I follow Christ. My life is great. I have no problems. I have no issues. Um, and then behind closed doors, we're like falling apart. Um, yeah. So it's great to see how messages like this um, are being brought through your music. So aside from the backstory that I want to know about the song, I also want to know, do you think that us as a church, as the people of God, speak about this enough? You know, people struggling, their own personal sins, wanting mm-hmm. to get better, and that that process of I'm trying, but I'm failing, but I really want to get better. Yes, I, I think I, I the reason my whole reason for even releasing Change Me um, was that what you said is the transparency piece. You know, I feel like um, I feel like I, I, I always try to view the church. I always try to get the the really view of the church to see what we're doing wrong is what I try to do. So uh, what I've noticed from, you know, I have friends who I'm still, you know, um, talking to them about Christ and stuff like that. And what I've noticed is they always say that they seem like church people are perfect or they seem mm-hmm. like they are, you know, higher than thou and, and different these different types of things that uh, makes makes them feel like they're less than, and so yeah, even with the song "Change Me," it was like, okay, I want to release a song to let people know that we're all on this same road to get more like Christ and to grow more in Christ and to be more like Him and to um, just just be better, you know, what I'm saying, and and just to overcome the different obstacles that we have going on in our lives. And so um, I do feel like the church can do a better job at being more transparent. Um, especially me. So me, I'm, I'm a PK. Uh, and I remember growing up in a church, uh, I was from birth, I was considered a leader because I'm the pastor's kid, you know? So I remember just putting on this front, um, in front of the, in front of the other youth, because I'm, I'm considered to be this, this high role in the church. I'm, I'm considered to be the one that they're supposed to come to, you know? So I found myself helping people, but not, having no one really help me out, you know, so I was still privately de- dealing with lust, still privately dealing with, you know, being touched on as a kid or, you know, still privately dealing with pornography and just these different types of things. So when it got to the time where God put it in my heart to release, change me, um, I was scared. I said, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want no one knowing that I dealt with porn. I don't want no one knowing that, you know, it was moments where I'll just get off stage from leading worship. But as soon as I got home that night, the lust was so heavy on me that, you know, it led me to watch porn and to masturbate and just these different types of things. I didn't want people knowing that. And God told me that literally that it was by my transparency and by the realness of my music and by the realness of the lyrics that he had given me that it was going to set other people free. You know what I'm saying? Like the word says, we overcome by the words of our testimonies. I believe that it's our job as the church um, to be better at just being transparent and Letting people know that we're all on this walk, you know, saying to be more like Christ. And that's why God has given us grace, you know, saying grace and mercy, you know, because he knew that we have moments where we will backtrack or we'll we'll slip up. But it's by his grace that we're still um, able to get back up. You know, saying we're not supposed to bask or sit in our mess, but 
it's by grace and remembering that he still loves us that we can get back up and try again. <laughs> man, I mean, yeah. man, I I can, I hear everything that you're saying. Uh, you know, I'm also a pastor's kid. Have been a pastor's kid since mm-hmm. uh, the age of uh, 13. So wow. I can definitely, uh, you know, relate to that that feeling of you know having these expectations or this pressure that is placed on you. Yeah. Um. You know, and also just the the risk and the boldness, right. That it takes to be able to share these things, right. Mm -hmm. Like you're coming from a place now where you're able to boldly share, uh, you know, the issues that you faced and, you know, the temptations and the struggles that you had, but I'm sure it wasn't always like that. Right. I'm sure there was a moment where, you know, shame or guilt and, you know, things of your past kind of kept you stuck. Right. What would you say to that person who, you know, may still find themselves in that place where, you know, they know all the right answers, right? They know what God says. They know what God wants from their life, but, Mm -hmm. you know, they know that they have greatness inside of them, you know, whether it's a a calling or a talent that God has given them, but they still feel stuck, right? They feel like they're just in that place where, where they can't get out. What would you say to that person? Yeah. So I feel like I tell, I tell you, cause I have people that always ask me like, you know, Man, bro, you know, can you give me any tips or, you know, all of this? I always tell people, like, I think it's very, very vital and important and important is to know that we're not our gifts and we're not, you know, uh, you know, whatever we do, that that's not who we are. But I think it's important to really uh, grow in sonship and, and daughtership and who God has called us to be, uh, which is why I, I always urge people to learn who you are, because before anything, you're God's son you know, your God's daughter. Um, and once I was able to to figure that out, uh, it, it didn't matter what I was going through. I knew that Jesus loved me. And I knew that he still, you know, he still cared for me. He still, um, he still wakes me up, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it opened me up to realize that, you know, no matter what situation or what mess I'm stuck in, um, that God is still, you know, he's still there. He still cares. Um, so I would urge, Anybody who's listening, if you're still stuck in a mess, if you feel like there's no way out, um, just remember that Jesus loves you, and He doesn't. And when when you believe in Jesus Christ, He doesn't see your mess, He doesn't see your sin, but Jesus literally covers you, and that's what He sees. He sees Jesus Christ who covers you. So. Um, I hope I answered that. I hope I answered that question. For sure, man. (laughs) For sure. I mean, you know, just hearing you speak and and you know, again, it takes boldness, right? To to you know, put yourself out there and you know, to speak on these things. And I think you know, we live in you know, in a culture now where you know, we have many people that we can look up to. Mm-hmm. We have many, uh, you know, pastors, whether it's, you know, pastors of big churches, right. That, you know, are very well known or even pastors within our local churches, right. Yeah. That, um, you know, are people that we can look up to for guidance and, uh, you know, uh, just kind of spiritual direction. And recently, uh, you know, one of those well-known pastors, I'll say, uh, Pastor Mike Todd from Transformation Church yeah. shared your song, <laughs> What Do You Know About Love, on his Instagram story. Yeah. I remember seeing that and, uh, you know, I was like kind of like blown away, like, wow, like, you know, he came across this his music. This is great, yeah. you know? And then just, I think a few weeks later or a few days later, you were also on Instagram Live with Jonathan McReynolds, yeah. just having a casual conversation, like, yeah. you know, you guys are friends and 
have been friends for years, right? And these Maybe are they have, I don't know. <laughs> <right>? No, no. <laughs> and no. these are, you know, these are big names in the Christian and gospel world, you yeah. know. How does it feel when you get that type of support? You know, seeing uh, you know, people um if you want to say on the level that they're at, right? You know, supporting yeah. your music. How does that make you feel? Man, it's it's encouraging, bro. Like it it really is. It's just it, it it gives you comfort in knowing that you're doing what God has called you to do, and that is reaching um, people that you never thought it would reach. I've been following my Todd, I mean, before the the blow up, like literally, like mm-hmm. I mean, when my Todd had like literally eight thousand followers, and I, yeah. I I remember telling my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I was like, man, this this guy's gonna blow up. He is like amazing. So you know, just to even watch his story, or Jonathan Reynolds, who's from Chicago. You know, seeing his story and just, you know, the, their work ethic and for them to encourage me, you know, what I'm saying and, and listen to my music. You know, it, it was it was it was mind boggling, bro. Like real, like like literally, you know, what I'm saying to literally look at my phone and just see. I, I thought it was a I thought it was a prank, man. I thought it was one of those fake pages. <laughs> I thought somebody had, you know, had like a. Now, did you did you see how or have a conversation or just how he came across your music? Do you think it was like just, you know, on YouTube? Was you know how do you have an idea how that even happened? I have no idea. I don't. (laughs) I so I, I literally I I blame it on God. I I literally just blame it on God. Um, I have a friend who actually plays drums that he just got hired. He plays name is Tony Taylor Jr. Shout out to him. He plays um, drums at Transformation. So okay. instantly I hit him up and I said, bro, did you send him? He said, no. And so he, <laughs> he was like, bro, I don't know how, how he heard it. So it's literally, you know, saying uh, all Holy Spirit and this the way it worked out um, and how God allowed that to happen. That was crazy, man. I, I'm still baffled, bro. I, I, that, that, felt like, that literally felt like a dream. So. Yeah. yeah, and I think that what it's definitely a testament of, you know, when you're on the right track and you're doing things with the right heart, yeah. you know, you see how God opens doors and opportunities. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I always say about not only creatives, but ministers and whatever it is that you minister and God uses you in that way is that there are times that we will never know what, you know, corners yeah. of the earth our stuff reaches. Come on. Um, but then there are times where God will give you a little glimpse like, hey. You know, you weren't expecting this, but mm-hmm. your stuff reached here. Your stuff ministered to that person or ministered over there. Um, yep. You know, so those are just things that God does for us to just give us confidence and like, all right, I'm going down the right track, Lord. I'm doing, you know, things yeah. that, you know, you want me to do, you know. So those are always, you know, it's always great to have those moments to be like, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Uh, because there's times where we have no idea. <laughs> we have no idea at all where our stuff is reaching. Uh, yeah. But God in his love and his mercy and his grace allows those moments uh, for us. Yeah. Now, with the growth of your ministry, with you know the growth of your social media platform, mm-hmm. you know the connections that you're starting to build, are there any dream collaborations uh, that you're like, man, if I can really get this person to collab with me on a song on the track on a whatever yeah you know who would who would those or that person be man um so i'm, I'm a little out to the out the box man so i this is a, a secret I, I guess it's out now i literally <laughs> i literally have a list of people that i want to work with and uh literally most of them aren't really in, in the christian arena um mm-hmm. i really want to work with justin bieber man um and you know artists like that um like collab on like a worship song i I literally i believe that we're going into days of revival 
And I, mm-hmm. I, I, really, I literally, I'm, I'm, I've been literally just watching how things have just been transpiring. And yeah. even with Corona, I believe that God even allowed, used that situation, like, to really just get people in quarantine to just, you know, get to a place of reset. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And to, and to get their minds away from other things. And, you know, so I know people was worried about Corona, but I know for me, like even last year, it just really got me in the place of just um, resetting, just getting back focused in with God. So I think for me, Justin Bieber <laughs> probably, <laughs> will probably be number one, um, yeah. but definitely Jonathan and Reynolds, yep. uh, Travis, of course, um, Todd, um, we got a new artist who's been going crazy, Jonathan Trailer, mm-hmm. uh, who's pretty dope. Uh, let me think. Uh, who else? Definitely Lecrae. I love Christian rap as well. Yep. Uh, so th- those type of things. Um, I really don't want to be put in a box, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I really want to just be experiment with anything. And I think that's even with my music. I want people listen to mm-hmm. my music. I want them to always be on their feet, like on their toes, like. Oh my God! Like, what is he gonna release next? You know, they don't know. <laughs> I may release a CCM song this this month. The next song, I may release something that's uh, reggae or you know, just just throwing yeah. stuff out there. Just being really um, um, spontaneous with my music. So yeah, no, and I and, and I definitely think it's possible. Something that Miguel and I have been discussing for years now on the podcast also has been this wave and this movement that has yeah. been happening, where you know we have. A Justin Bieber or whoever, you know, mm-hmm. dipping their toes into, you know, the Christian atmosphere of music yeah. and realm yeah. and all of that, um, you know, and why not be able to be uh, take advantage of mm-hmm. those opportunities if they were to arise? Because at the end of the day, if your heart is not doing it because, oh, I want to connect with so and so because I want the fame um, and it's more like I want to connect with so and so to have this collaborative process to put something out that exalts God. Yep. There's no harm in that and doing that. And we've seen a couple of people already do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so why not? Hey, have your list, you know, yeah. pray over that list. Be like, Lord, these are the people, Love. you know, so you will connect <laughs> them. You will open the doors that need to be opened. Yeah, man. Yeah. I would, I would definitely put Chance the Rapper in there as well. Um, yeah. I, I just, I think for me, man, like you said, you, what you said was so key is, you know, the heart behind why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I want to work with them musically because they're dope artists and stuff like that. But I think for me, it's mainly the ministry piece, you know. And as I read my word, you know, I, I just always seen Jesus hanging with sinners or, you know, people. We're all sinners, but I always seen him hanging with people who, quote unquote, the church wouldn't be around. Those are yep. people that he legit would spend time with and, and invest into. So even when if I do, well, when I do, I'm going to speak it. When I do yeah. you know, connect and be with these people, I think the main piece for me would be to connect with them and lead them more so to Christ, you know what I'm saying, or be a friend. You know, I, I watch celebrities so much and they have so much, you know, status, money, and just these different things, but they're not happy, you know? Yeah. And because it's because they're missing the main piece, which is Jesus. They're missing, you know, they have all the money, but they have no peace in their home. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're, they're stressed out. They're going more so towards drugs and it's, it's just these different types of things that they're trying to cope with deeper yep. emotions and different, different stuff like that. So I, I want to be one who can come and be a, be a bridge. Like, look, you know, I know you're going through this. You know, I'm not judging you, but I have a man. His name is Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Who can heal those places that aren't, you know, 
that you that are, that may seem crooked or seem like you can't get out of, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, there goes my rant. So I'll just I'll no, no, definitely. No, go yeah. ahead. You know, so, something that you know you've mentioned a lot in the podcast um, mm-hmm. is your lovely wife Lydia, correct? Yeah, Lydia. Um, so for those of you that don't know, uh, you guys got married in the summer of 2019, correct? So you're about to go into yeah. your two year anniversary. Yes, man. Um, for some, I don't know if it's social media or tech, age of technology, a lot of young people are finding it difficult to find their other half or their their one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we see that whether it is all the different dating apps or the the not, I don't know, it's been like this weirdness where people yeah. are like, I can't find nobody. There's nobody out there for me. Yeah. Um, you know, they can find encouragement from hearing other people's love story. Mm-hmm. So would you share with us a little bit of your love story with you and Lydia? Yeah, of course. Um, well, first shout out to my wife, Lydia. Love you, bae. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I met Lydia in um, 2018. Um, and I was legit content in my single season. Like, <laughs> I wasn't trying to talk to no one. I had I had a lot of prospects, people who wanted to talk to me, uh, Okay. Uh, I always had family. <laughs> I always had family like who was trying to hook me up with with people, and, and I was just like, no man, like I'm, I'm legit content, in uh in my single my single season. I just wanted. I had such a I, even still, but just then I was just so hungry, and I just wanted so much more in Christ that I wasn't even really trying to focus on a relationship with anyone. And I remembered um, an auntie of mine who I had not talked to in a long time. Uh, called me randomly one day and was just trying to catch up with me. And then she randomly, randomly asked me, was I talking to anyone? I was like, no, I'm like, here we go again. No, I'm not <laughs> trying to talk to no one. And and uh, I remember, long story short, she just called me literally four or five days in a row telling me about this young lady who she feels, you know, will be a perfect match with me. Uh, so <laughs> out of uh, aggravation, I said, okay, auntie, you know, I'll just... <laughs> add her i won't but i'm just letting you know i'm not trying to be on that with anyone uh, so i reached out to lydia told her who i was and uh, we just we became best friends like literally best friends uh we're just walking each other um you know through christ and getting our word together praying for each other um uh, so i can literally say like i literally married my best friend it just went from us being best friends to us starting to court and uh, date and long story short we're here um but i tell everyone who asked me um you know tips i mean how did you know like how did you find the one i don't believe in the one Mm -hmm. i I don't believe in that um i believe god gives us um options you know i believe god allows us i I believe um it's like the illusion the, the the vision that god gave me was it's almost like a car you know how you have a car and then you have like the the high grade and then you have like the basic model, whatever. Um, I believe God legit gives us option. It's not a bad choice, but it's it's whatever choice you know. What I'm saying you pick whatever. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, Lydia. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You can ask a question. No, no, no. I was gonna say that I I understand that way of thinking, that sentiment as well, because yeah. I think that our life choices has a lot to do with mm-hmm. who you're gonna wind up with. Yeah, you know, if you're on the right path, if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, you know, yeah. for the Lord and all that other stuff, you're gonna find a high grade, high quality partner. Yeah. Um, but if you decide to go astray and do some random stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're gonna find somebody along the way. But you know. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they, I don't, I don't whether or not they were the the best that the you best, could have gotten yeah. right. is right. up for debate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think it also really does come down with your relationship and your connection with the Lord yep. to be able to know when someone that comes into your life, yeah. you know, is that person or has mm-hmm. the potential to be mm-hmm. that person. You yeah. know, yep. um, I do believe that with whatever unique assignment God has given you, He will connect you with that person whose mm-hmm. assignment is aligned with yours. Yep. You know, maybe not necessarily necessarily doing the exact same thing right mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. able to you know be of assistance and be of that help and you know uh truly be there for you with that you know with that vision and mission in mind and yep. you know i just think sometimes when we kind of disconnect right from god and kind of lose that connection that's when we begin to kind of you know compromise a little bit in, in that area <laughs> yeah, where it's almost yeah. like you know i think it can work you know i think i can make them you know like do that i mean i think right and yeah. um, you know, I truly believe that when we have that uh, connection, you know, with the Lord, He will, you know, place um, the people He wants to be in our lives, you know, in our lives. And you know, we just recently went through a whole, you know, pandemic. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're still kind of going through it. Hopefully, seeing like you know our way out of it. And um, yeah. you know, we've been talking to the, our different guests about how you know this pandemic has impacted them, whether. You know, it has impacted their ministry, uh, you know, their music, you know, if they had events and, you know, tours and different things lined up that they mm-hmm. had to reschedule or, you know, cancel. Um, in your case, we want to just approach it a little bit different. We want to ask, was there anything that you learned mm. about, uh, you know, you know, your relationship with your wife during this pandemic? Was there something special that you feel that, you know, God kind of like showed you or God kind of, uh, you know, had you guys learn uh, yeah. through this season that you know we were in lockdown and quarantine and all that? Yeah. Well, first I want to say this. Um, encourage anybody. Uh, you said something that was so key. It's, it's about our relationship with Christ, and I was want to touch on that because um, I feel like our single season is very vital because that's the times we, where we get to learn who we are in God and what we're supposed to do the most. You know, because we're not so much so much distracted. Um, and I, I always tell people to marry you for where you're going, not where you are, you know. Um, so uh, even just this pandemic, I was I was able to see that I married somebody for where I where God was God was taking me. Um, and even in this pandemic, I think for us, it has taught us to trust God more um, because literally I'm full time musician and and I'm, I, I do full time wow. ministry. So literally when the pandemic hit. I mean everything, you know, events. I was supposed to go, I, think, I believe, to the yeah, to the to the, uh, the UK. Uh, I was supposed to um, do a couple events, like literally, you know. And I don't do it for money, but just literally, what God has allowed me to do as right, a mean right. of income. So, you know, when the pandemic is, literally everything shut down. So uh, that happened. My wife lost her job. It was just like, man, like what is going on? You know, I couldn't apply for a job because all the stores. Closed. It just. It was just a time where, um, it it just. I was just like, man, like, God, what are we gonna do? And I remember sitting on my couch. Um, my wife was stressed. I was stressed, and um, I was literally in tears. And God legit came and spoke to me. He said, um, "Who's your source?" And I was like, "Huh?" He said, "Who's your source?" He says, "Money your source, or am I your source?" And I remembered um, that like hit me so hard. And I remember going to my room and. Uh, I told my wife. I told her where God had spoke to me, and we got on we got on our on our knees and prayed. And one, we asked God to forgive us for making money our God, because unintentionally we was more so 
looking for that to provide for us than than God, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Who said in his word he would supply all of our needs, you know. So um I remember us praying and we we said, God, we put it in your hands, we trust you. And um I remember waking up the next morning and um my wife woke me up and she says, uh, babe. I said, What? She says, Did you like apply for a loan or or anything? I said, No. And so she told me to go look in our account. And um, I'm not saying this to boast to anybody, but just literally just um telling you how good God is. I literally woke up yeah. and the next morning um was fifteen thousand fifteen thousand dollars in our account. Literally. Nice. Wow. And um I remember before I, you know, I called on them like this gotta be a mistake. And um, it ended up being uh, money that was building up that the government had, had owed me. So God is literally wow. an mm-hmm. on-time God. Um, and so I, I believe the biggest lesson that I learned in this pandemic is to trust Jesus. Yes, and He cares for us. And it doesn't matter what situation, what obstacle that we face, that if we trust in him, He he's going to provide. And um, I know people always say, you know, he's on time, but. God is a before time God as well. He knows, mm-hmm. he sees all. He he already took into account. He already knew. Yep. You know, about the pandemic. He already knew about corona before, way before it happened. It was new to us, mm-hmm. but nothing is new, you know what I'm saying, to God. So uh, I just want to encourage anybody who's yeah. listening that God cares. He sees you, you know, and you just give it to him. And I believe that it was that lesson that it, it just it unlocked me in a whole nother way. You know, mm-hmm. so now I'm not just singing about God being a provider or a way maker, but now I'm actually able to preach and, you know, give testimony that God is, you know, so it yes. even took my, even my songwriting to another level because now I'm able to genuinely write, you know, uh, from a place of knowing that God will provide, you know, mm-hmm. I, I remember growing up hearing testimonies like that, but for it to actually happen to me, you know what I'm saying? Like that, it was just, it was encouraging. And that's just one, you know, God literally, I, I literally, I don't know how, like, how me and my wife was able to survive um, last year. It's literally nothing but God. We didn't miss any bills. We didn't miss nothing. Our marriage remained solid. I, I remember hearing, you know, encouraging different friends of mine whose marriages were just going down because of the stress, you know, mm-hmm. of the pandemic. And that just wasn't me and my wife's uh, testimony. And I believe it's probably because we stayed in God's face and we stay trusting in him, you know, no matter what we face. Um, in yeah, life. No, so, and I, and I, it's definitely encouraging to hear that. And, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, my yeah. wife and I had a similar experience to that a couple of years ago, we were both unemployed, mm. um, you know, rent bills need to get paid. You got a mm. kid, you know, there's like yeah. stuff that needs to get paid. Um, and one time, I don't even know if I've shared it on the podcast yet or whatever, uh, but there's one time I had to go see, it was a Sunday. I had to teach, uh, Bibles, uh, Sunday school. Okay. Um, and I was running out. I was like, all right, babe, you catch me after I'm gonna be late to the class. I got to teach and I'm running out. And I was stepping out on the, um, welcome mat. And as I put my foot on the welcome mat, I feel there's something under it. And when I lift it up, it was an envelope with money. Wow. And I was like, what? Wow. No name, no nothing, just the envelope with money. Oh, it had a Bible verse on it. I remember that. Um, and I ran back inside. I was like, babe, I got to go, but open this. <laughs> I think it's a blessing or whatever. Wow. And then she calls me. She's like crying or whatever because it was exactly what we needed. 
Mm. You know, because we were stressing out too, and we were bugging out because you know, like I said, bills to pay, rent due. You got a kid that needs yeah. things. Um, but you know, a lot of times God allows us to go through those processes, not just because He wants to test our faith, but it's also like you were saying, so that we can um, we can come face to face with another side of Him. Come you know, on, God, our on. provider is something that a lot of us sing about, you know, all the time in church, all these worship songs and everything yeah. about how he's our provider. But when it comes time to the test, you really have to be like, all right, God, I need you to provide. Yeah. You know, when it's time for you to sing those songs after you've passed through the storm, it's a completely different thing. Yep. Because now you're not singing from a place of I think that's what it feels like. Now you're mm-hmm. singing from a place of I've experienced God as my provider. So when I sing that he's my provider, when I sing he's my healer, he's my redeemer or my whatever, you know, it's coming from a place of experience, which is tough. You know, in the moment, you're not like, thank you, Lord, I'm going through this process because I'm going to be able to sing about it. You know, you're like freaking out a little bit. Uh, But when you do get to the other side, it's just that much more sweeter when you realize the true God that you serve. Yeah, It's, it's, it's growing pains, man. You know, it's, you know, you never know why you're going through what you're going through, you know. And what's crazy was, you know, that happened beginning of last year. And um, from that story, I was able to to literally encourage a lot of family members and friends. And I didn't understand why. I'm like, God, I'm, you know, I'm doing your work, your will, and all these different types of things. Like, what is going on? So, you know, just for me to be able to, like you said, uh, uses as a testimony to encourage, to encourage others, um, and actually seeing from a place of experience with this, it's 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 all the more better, you know. Yeah. And my worship is just like literally, I I tell everybody like, if you think I was on fire before, I, I cannot wait, man, till we get <laughs> back into regular service, man, like to the yeah back to in person. Um, it's just something about being together collectively um, with brothers and sisters in Christ that. Um, that I I just miss it a lot, and I just yeah. tell everybody I'm like, just wait, man. Like, <laughs> I, I can I'm I'm going to go crazy. Like, it's going to be. Really, <laughs> it's and be it's crazy. also great to see, you know, because again, you sharing this experience and this, you know, kind of like the hard year you went through. Mm-hmm. I also believe that these situations and these moments, you know, God uses to produce, you know, beautiful art in us. Right? You are yeah. a singer. You are a songwriter. You impact people with your voice. So I can just imagine to what God has you know in store for you know people to hear right from things that come from you and you know just what god is going to even deposit in you uh you know in your ep love you you have two songs what you know about love and i love you and um you know we know that love is kind of obviously one of god's many amazing uh many characteristics right amazing characteristics that Mm -hmm. make up who he is um, you know, but now you're seeing God as provider, right? You're seeing God yeah. as someone who's able to transform your life and, and turn your situation around. Yep. Um, you know, when it comes to uh, love, right? And this will kind of, you know, be our last question. Since we're called the God Life Culture Podcast, we want to ask you, um, how have you seen God's love in your life? And what do you hope right? That, you know, this uh, project that God has given you, um, what do you hope it will do in the culture around you? Hmm. That is a great question, man. Um, I'm sorry. So can you say the first one one more time? Yeah. So how has God, no, no, it's cool. (laughs) How has God's love, right? Impacted your life? So that'll be question one. Okay. How has God's love impacted my life? Um, man, bro, where do I start? 
um I think just 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 even being able to wake up I feel like um I'm different I, it's, it's it's the little things for me I feel like it's oftentimes things that we just do or that just happens that we just oftentimes forget about like being able to lift our hands and worship or being able to clap or uh, even being able to sing um I think like even during this pandemic just looking at different people's um obstacles and things that, that's going on in their lives um and then being able to look at my life and just just being grateful like man this is something that, that, that I really take for granted you know or even um me I, I had corona me having a virus and losing taste and smell or not being able to breathe just different things like that and God to to bring me out of that or um me being married at, at the age I am you know um yeah. I always wanted to be uh married I, I just looking back I remember uh even a couple of days ago um I was in Texas and I remember walking to my car from a hotel room and I literally just had to stop I I just stopped and I literally started weeping I didn't know why it was just like a, a spirit of thanksgiving and uh, joy I literally just stopped and I started and I just weep and literally two words just came out of my mouth and I said thank you I just said I looked up to God and I just said thank you because God just began I just began to be reminded of um all the things that God has been blessing me with being able to make it out of 2020 um so many people have passed awesome. and have died uh me being able to be an artist and express you know saying myself and um, being able to preach Christ through my gift, um, like I said, being married, um, just all these different things. I, I can go on and on. The, the list is, you know, forever long. Um, but just seeing God's love all all around me, literally, even being on here conversating amongst you guys, just seeing God's love all among all around me is just um, encouraging encouraging me, um, and it's, it just continues to make me push forward. You know, whatever I do, so. I hope I made Amen. sense, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and now, how do you hope this, you know, EP, your latest EP, love? How do you hope that you know it impacts the culture around you? Um, most importantly, I think uh, I hope it just, I hope the the heart behind it, my heart behind it. I hope it literally is expressed through the music, and that when people listen to it, that they're literally drawn to the feet and heart of Jesus. That's literally my my end goal. I want. I'm different. I, like it's cool to get the accolades, you know. Like even the, with the Mike Todd thing and Jonathan May Reynolds, but they're men, you know. And you know they 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 put in their draws and everything, just like me. Uh, I'm really big. I'm really big on not putting men on a pedestal, yeah. um, but really um, keeping God centered centered in for uh, and in the forefront. Um, so I think for me, my biggest achievement for me is when people say. That they heard my music and it it drew them to to God's heart, or they was able to worship, or they was able to feel God in the room, or they was able to come out of an addiction, um, change me, for instance. Um, that song uh, was written in twenty was, was released in twenty eighteen, and even to this day, like recently, a guy told me that he listened to my song and he was able to to overcome a cocaine addiction. So it's like yeah. testimonies like that. Yeah. where people say that they had encounters with God that really, you know, it encourages me. So I think for me, it doesn't matter if it's changed me or, or I love you EP, you know, or music in the future, my end goal, you know, it's not, I'm not, and I'm not being cliche, but 
is literally to draw people to the feet and heart of Jesus. So mm-hmm. um, that's the end goal for me. You know, the money, all that stuff is cool, you know, but at the end of the day, I want people to experience God the way that I experience him, you know, and grow in him forever, every day. Uh, I'm just grateful that we can never reach a peak in mm-hmm. knowing who God is, but we're forever, every day growing and yeah. learning, you know, saying who he is and what he can do for us through his love. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, for us and through us as well, because even when we think that we've, you know, uh, discovered everything, all the gifts and talents um, that God has given us, we find out, oh, wait, there was something else, (laughs) Um, you know, and God uses us through those areas as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been it's definitely been a pleasure to speak with you. And I know that if any of our listeners were not following you before are definitely going to follow you now. So can you share where everyone can find you on social media? Yeah, so it's the same on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, even TikTok now. People have been trying to get me to get on TikTok recently. <laughs> so, um, but it's the same. It's at LaShawn Brown Jr. So that's L-A-S-H-O-N Brown Jr. And um, yeah, follow me. Stay tuned. It's some crazy, crazy stuff coming out. I'm, I'm super excited uh, for the new music um, that's coming out. I, I'll give a sneak peek. I have a song entitled Whom Shall I Fear? So yeah, that song is going to be uh, super crazy. So I'm excited for everybody. It's coming out very soon. Very soon. Yeah. Within the next couple of months. Yeah. Nice. So definitely we'll be on the lookout for that. And again, if you are not following LaShawn Brown, make sure you go follow him, check out his music, stream his music, download it, support. Um, You know, this is kingdom music. So we definitely have to, you know, show our support. So thank you so much, LaShawn, for being um, a part of our episode today. Yeah, man. Appreciate you guys. This was, we got to do this again. This is, I had a ball, man. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. So make sure that if you are not subscribed to our podcast, that you hit that subscribe button that you subscribe so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. You can follow us on Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast. We're on Facebook as well. And don't forget to leave that rating, leave that review um, and help us out for sure. And be sure to go and follow LaShawn Brown Jr. Support his music, support his ministry. Um, because there are great things ahead. Yeah, so that means find him on Apple Music, Google Play, wherever you can find him, YouTube, subscribe, download, pay for them songs, um, because we do want to sow in his ministry as well. So you have to make sure that you, you know, don't be like, yeah, he sounds great, his music is great. Yes, support him as well, uh, so that he can continue to do what God has called him to do. So LaShawn Brown Jr., thank you so much for joining us once again today. And we thank all of you guys for tuning in at our newest episode at the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God God Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.